Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Tyranertrum. <laughs> Tyranertrum. I think I've done Tyranertrum before and I think I've done it better than Yeah, that. that looks pretty messy on paper and how you executed it as well. AKA Tanner Greenring. I am joined as always by my co-host Aegislosh. Oh, <laughs> Aegislosh. Yeah. Slosh was uh, one of my nicknames in college. So there you go. Yeah, that fits. Yeah, that makes sense. Remember that time we were working together and we looked up, we were on like babynamerader.com and they had a feature on babynamerader.com where they would tell you all the potential like nasty nicknames your baby would grow up with. Yeah, yeah. And one of them for Josh was Butternut Josh. Yeah, uh, like that's the worst <laughs> they could do with Butternut Josh. That's not an insult. Sounds nice. Whimsical. Uh, AKA Joshua Fielstead. And I am joined, as always, for the Elite Four, with the exception of last season. But that was Tony's fault, as we've covered. By Tony Flame. Talent Flame. Talent Flame, AKA Tony Smith. Welcome back. Welcome, Tony. Thank you. I had my money on Ferritone, but I like Tony Flame. Say that again. Who? I had my money on Ferritone, but you know, Tony, I, I like Tony Flame even more, probably. Ferritone. Like Ferrothorn. Ferrothorn. Oh, yeah. Okay. Josh, would you have gotten Ferrothorn? Uh, that took me a second, too. Tony, wouldn't you rather be a Talon Flame than a Ferrothorn? Oh, so that's the thing. What you would rather be and what you actually are, very sure. different. I don't have a problem with Tyrantrum, though. No. You get a problem with Aegislash, Josh? No. You will when we battle later. Welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Tanner Greenring, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Josh. We have Anthony Smith on the show this week. We are screaming towards the end of this season and this game. Technically, we beat the game this week. It's done. Credits rolled for all three of us, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, but of course, we'll we'll have to come back next week to chase down some waterfalls. I think the end game in this game is very robust. You ready for that, Joshi? Yeah, I don't want to break it up. I think when we did two episodes of chasing oh, waterfalls, one too many. Big one. We just need one big one. One big one. Yeah. We just got to do it live and just get it done. We got a lot of little guys to hunt down. <laughs> we got a lot of... Um, I don't know, secret missions to go and think tackle. Looker is coming back. There's a whole new city in the south of Kalos that we're going to be introduced to at some point. Although not quite as extreme as it was in black and white when all of Eastern Unova was just revealed. Yeah. But that's not where we're starting, Joshua. We're starting, Antony, welcome. Uh, we're starting in Snowbell City. We've just taken on Wolfric. And Tony, I would love to hear about your character and your journey through the Kalos region so far. Thank you so much for teeing me up. Yeah. <laughs> so my journey, I went a little bit low concept this time. My character's name is Airbnb Victim. Okay. Um, and okay. She, she stayed at Diantha's Airbnb and it didn't go very well for her. And she has complaints and she needs to go directly to the Pokemon champion to be able to lodge them. But she's sort of forgetful, like a little bit of an Amelia Bedelia when it comes to quite literally everything. Yeah. So yeah. she's named her Pokemon after her various complaints about the Airbnb, just to jog her memory. Uh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's like Memento, you know, the tattoos all over Memento's body. Yeah, but you see Memento? Yeah. 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 Well, I actually don't remember. He's got tattoos all over his body to remind him of all the clues to solve the 
murder of his wife. Spoiler alert. Yeah, and so she surely tattoos her complaints about the Airbnb on the heads of the Pokemon too. On the Pokemon bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she, she absolutely does. And for the record, I remember every second of Memento. It was a Memento joke. Oh, funny. God. Wow. Yeah. Jesus, it oh, blew wow, right past no, us. That was high concept. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> These concepts are flying high and low. Yeah, we were still looking low. <laughs> oh my God. So we will learn the names of some of your Pokemon as we go, and we will certainly get the full rundown and level check later. But what about Airbnb victims uh, journey through Kalos? Any highlights? Any lowlights? Any other bad Airbnb stories? Yeah, where else did she have to stay along this long journey? I mean, really just the one. Like, it was such a bad experience, and it was really the first time in her life that she realized um, what her name actually meant. Because she'd had very, very good luck with Airbnbs till that point. But now that she had this, like, god-awful luck, we're just like, nothing yeah. uh, went right. Like, that, yeah. that that's really put her on a journey. Um, in general, Carlos, it, I think that it is... Um, it's kind of unbelievable. It's kind of my favorite since gold, silver. Wow. This wow. Was, this was, I know that might be too Let's high. Let's not get crazy. I, I mean, look, like, I guess that there's fondness for Bree Sapphire. There's, I mean, I certainly was extremely, extremely fond of Diamond Pearl. That holds a spot for me. But like, there's something about how genuinely breathtaking this game is visually from start to finish. I don't think that one has looked better since it. Like, this is, there are so many moments in this game where I just sort of like went, wow. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm. Like that's conspicuous. Like black and white is like the most hideous game I've ever the played. Mess. And so it was nice to see like beautiful colors, like Pokemon design from people that weren't on the edge of a nervous breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the so- the new 3D models look kind of great across the board. Like it's really like salvage some some real barfy Pokemon too. Yeah, there's some fresh light on some of these mon, and also say I think the set pieces. Yeah, really good set pieces. The best they have. I do think, I feel like from what I remember, I liked the detail on the tile sets in uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. But I do agree, it it looks great. It looks great. And there's something to be said, too, about the fact that it it looks finished. One of my big uh, criticisms of, like, let's say, Sword and Shield, which is technically, like, the most, um, like, it's out of the Switch, it's, like, the, it's big, it's beautiful, it feels open world, like, the, it really looks like an unfinished game in so many different parts of it, but, like, this just feels so robust and complete, and, like, every single thing that's thrown in is kind of made to, like, make you go wow, from, like, a a gym leader puzzle to, like, just a random route on the way to a palace that's supposed to be the palace of Versailles. Like, it's incredible. Yeah, even the little signs that swing down, even them naming each route beyond just, like, route four. That was thoughtful. What a nice touch. Beautiful. My worst Airbnb experience was in Los Angeles. And it was the middle of like August and it was like a hundred and plus degrees in Los Angeles. And our Airbnb host had locked their thermostat behind like a plexiglass locked box. So we couldn't adjust the temperature, which they had set to 80. Oh my God. And when I sent them a message on Airbnb to say, where are the towels? Uh, they said, we don't keep towels in the house. You need to pack your own. It said that in the listing. Whoa. And I said, okay. okay. I didn't read that far down, I guess. Uh, and then they kept t- 
texting me because I was there on work for a major media company that Josh and I used to work for. Uh-huh. And she was very into that and really wanted me to help her and her husband's band make it big. So I left all of this in a four-star review. Keep in mind, whoa, I left whoa, a four-star review whoa. and I said, like, <laughs> if you're looking for a place to crash in Hollywood, this place is great, but like don't expect like the Ritz. And she sent me back like a 10 paragraph message saying like, fuck you, how dare you leave me a four star review? Like arguing with every point I made in my review. Wow. And I never looked back. Now I'm just a hotel man. I've been driven to, well, one thing I would also say is like, hey lady, throw in some towels and like, you know, maybe we can make your, your band go viral. Yeah, right? <laughs> like you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. No, no. <laughs> No towels is like, get out of the Airbnb business. Pack your own, she like, said. Like, the fuck? We ask our guests to pack their own. I've been driven away from Airbnbs, aside from, like, group things at this point. Um, for several, I think three. One was a Verbo. Verbo was awful. Well, you, but Verbo? That's your fault. Yeah. But, I mean, you two know the most iconic one that's also funny, so it's not as, like, dark as the other two situations, but... At my wedding when oh yeah, <laughs> we Bobby and I were getting married upstate New York, Hudson Valley. Beautiful. So many different uh, old inns and bed and breakfasts you could oh, stay at. Oh, we found at. a beautiful inn. Yeah. Mine was so nice. Mine couldn't Lovely. have been nice. So nice. Bobby and I had thought that it would be romantic and fun to get a big yurt that was out in the middle of the woods. And we also wanted to use it because it had a big like property around it. And we wanted to like host the like after wedding brunch the next day there. Cool. We got to this thing where like the lift could like not even find it. It's out in the middle of the woods. There's no like reliable Wi-Fi. There's no normal cell phone coverage. And it's a yurt that's like dilapidated. So it's all like- Why do they even sell like- The window it? flaps are open. There's bugs everywhere. Uh, the mattress was like wet. And- Gross, Josh. The interior, like they were like, oh, it's got indoor plumbing. But then like the bathtub was all full of stuff. So it, you couldn't actually use it. It's one of those like compost toilets. The only showers on the outside. There's one mirror that's like two feet tall. We were like- this isn't this isn't gonna work. Yeah. Like this isn't even glamping and we're not camping people. Well, and it was it was your wedding day too. Right. We were gonna have it's to get the other thing to keep in prepared mind. there. And so we did get money back because we were able to like cite all these things that were like wrong in the listing. But we had to then scramble to like find the one room left at some random hotel because of course the main hotel that we'd recommended to people had closed the week before. Burned down. Yeah, to collect some of that insurance money. No, they just couldn't pay the rent or property tax or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that was uh, one more nail in the coffin. But that one was at least funny. My mom got us a uh, yurt Christmas ornament that year. And I was like, oh, so now funny. That's really funny. this is a joke for the rest of my life. I will never forget on the day of your wedding, the literal day of your wedding, receiving a text from you that was like, hey, is there any more room at your hotel for me and Bobby? And the, the answer was simply yeah. no. <laughs> but I just thought, oh my God, there's got to be some tragic story behind that. And I can't wait to learn all about it for the next few years of my life. Yeah, <laughs> it was just dumb. We let everybody else get everything that was beautiful and great. And we got stuck with the chaff. <laughs> Can I very, very, just the quickest possible story about my, like, worst Airbnb? When were you the Airbnb victim? Yeah. 
I think that the consumer is always there being the victim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The system is rigged against Yeah, you. you see that they now banned like parties at all. And then it's like, well, what do you call eight people in a house? Is that a party? Like, it's so it's such a trap now. Like, just to stay in a hotel. They always have towels. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my seven gay friends want to listen to Regina Spector better acoustic version. Use <laughs> towels as loud as we want and as wet as we want to exactly. be. Exactly. And that's the fucking goal. No, but um, there I'm going to keep because just because like I don't. It's a, it's a, I feel in danger telling the story. So I'm. <laughs> that's why the cops are already outside. Yeah. The, the ambulance preemptively <laughs> showed up for me. But um, this saves them on gas. But um, I stayed at this house in the mountains that was like a friend of a friend of a friend's house and um, got inside and the house immediately felt like a little bit too small on the inside. Like on the outside, it looked quite massive. And on the, well, it looked like regular house size. On the inside, it felt really, really tight. And I also had the feeling that we were being watched. Oh, and in the morning, our stuff was in like slightly different positions. Anyway, oh I go exploring oh through the house, find this room at the top of the staircase, open it up, and the room is just filled with dolls. Dolls on rocking chairs, <laughs> dolls in the window, and there's like a little like box cut into the wall behind which one has to assume is a crawl space. And there's an unmade bed on the, not even, not even a bed, a mattress on the floor with like a pillow and like a sheet sort of crumpled to the side. And it's the most like, we throw around phrases like my fight or flight kicked in, but my fight or flight really kicked in. And I just sort of walked <laughs> downstairs and like had a meltdown. Did they list any of that in the listing? The doll room or the crawl space or. So we were originally going to get a listing, but like, I think I was annoying my friends because this, I think I remember it exactly. I was annoying my friends and they're like, we have to get you out of the city this weekend. You're a heartbroken, sad sack. It was early 2016. And so we like went to this place that was like a friend of a friend of a friend's threw them some cash or something. The person that was closer to the relationship did. And it was just horrifying and then it was a haunted <laughs> manor from the outside it was yeah sounds like it, it was a haunted condo on the inside <laughs> have you seen that movie um the boy no <laughs> no one's seen that movie i've never even heard of oh, that. i've seen it i've seen it several times anyway the main premise is this girl gets hired to be a babysitter for a doll named brahms Ew. And that the parents think is like a real kid and she has to act like it's a real kid. And as she's taking care of it, things start to move around the house and her stuff moves around and she hears things like scraping around and she thinks the doll is alive. But it turns out that Brahms is actually a man who lives in the crawl spaces and walls of the house who is their son, but like is feral or something like that. I see. And I think that's probably what happened here, right? Like there was probably someone crawling around those walls, right? I have a roommate, so I can really relate to that story. <laughs> yeah, and check out the boy too. Um, the the second boy, it's also very good. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you meant the boy as well. I was like, yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Any other notable uh, highlights from your trip through Kalos, or should we move on to Route Twenty One? I would say that little route in between that gosh that first town that you get to and then the like the 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 palace at versailles looking thing is just that tree-lined route is one of the most breathtaking oh, uh, things I've like ever. route six 
I think. It's like it's root six. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. You remember the number. Could you do that for any other game? No. Cause that one, yeah, that was like I know that I I sort of like ranted about how the camera in Lumio City is like overdone and and it's like a nightmare to navigate, but they do do it really well on that parfum palace route. Uh with the all the giant classic like tree-lined like european like countryside whatever like walkway yeah i remember that as route route six specifically i was like that's a hell of a route mm-hmm. that's where they did the camera right and then also like the tower of mastery reveal when it like slowly shows up and it's like you know that oh, at yeah. the end of the spit or whatever sandbar yeah yeah gosh what a game huh hell of a game what a game Last week, Joshua, you and I took on Wolfric and just absolutely creamed him. Jim collapsed. Uh, so now we're moving on. We're sort of like led to where Victory Road begins, which is just a couple of routes over. Once again, this game maintains its sort of like streakiness with an absolute brutal route last time hours and hours roots and roots and two super villain layers endless and then this week it's three roots and victory road. yeah this week you're just left with like well there's nowhere else to go except like whatever the western route is out of snowbell city which is route 21 full of ace trainers and veterans with some pretty cool pokemon you see like a Tyrantrum out here, you see a whale lord with its giant sprite. But really, there's nothing out here. There's one thing. A guy taught my one of my dragon Pokemon a pretty cool move. Mm. There's like a, a hidden boulder that you need to push away and then like maneuver it down a long path to get that. Yeah, there's a whole boulder puzzle sequence here. That's it. Well, I'll talk about, especially while Tony's here, because I feel like you don't get it, Tanner, that the veteran is a trainer banger. And I want to be vindicated. Okay. Which one? Veteran Trisha or Veteran Lewis? B- both, man. I don't discriminate. Okay. They've lost the thing that you complained about in the past where the dude had the like shady kind of like trench coat that I thought was still cool. The veterans have been on a, such a journey. Yeah, because every region has their own variant of veteran, which I think is slowly revealing itself. Like these are very like maybe late 30s. They're pretty chic looking. Veteran Trisha here with the like trendy red scarf and prominent Jane Fonda style collar, a nice bob. And then we've got veteran Louie with the popped collar, the sleek jacket, the perfectly maintained five o'clock shadow, clean buzz cut. Yeah, he's really trimmed it down. He's got a non-aggressive, non-threatening confidence to him. He's wearing like a bodysuit. Have you noticed that? He's in sort of like a skin tight bodysuit and he's got like a jacket and boots on over it. He's got nothing to hide, nothing to hide. I remember getting to him and being like, Josh and I are going to talk about how hot this man is later. Ooh, yeah. Louis, we had to talk about. He looks so good. His color story with like the emerald trench coat over like the gray shirt. Inside of his jacket has the Pokeball holders. It's chic. If he wanted to buy all of my nuggets at an unfavorable exchange rate, (laughs) I would simply have to sell them. Uh, Every single person in this game is as absolutely smoking hot as possible. It's a hot region, yeah. Ugh, look how far they go downhill next gen, though. 
Sun and Moon. Next Gen is where they really go off the rails. Yeah, they're terrible. That's the one you were complaining about, Tanner, when you were looking ahead. And <laughs> yeah. Gen 7, it's a little rough. Yeah, but in this gen, everyone looks like they could be in the Elite Four of, like, any other generation. Like, any random trainer is so just, like, wildly, like, beautifully designed. Those barons, the chefs, ooh. Yeah. The veterans and all of the ace trainers that you meet along this route are, like, truly next level. One of the biggest improvements that they did with this game is that everybody gets the, like, nicely illustrated, um, like, in-battle sprite. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes up for whatever, even if you don't love their overworld sprite, you get to see them up close with the illustration. So we saw some handsome trainers on Route 21, but that's it. There's really nothing going on that's here. That's all I wrote. There's a direct route on Route 21, which takes you right towards Route 22, or you can like wander around the, the sort of back roads a little bit and pick up some items and do some training, but... There's not even that many like good items in this area. Yeah. Well, let's go there next because Route 22 is our our next destination. This is the Detourner way. Detourner way. I don't speak French. Josh, you want to take a run at it? You've been practicing all season. Detourner. Detourner. Detourner way. Detourner. Gosh. Listen to us. A couple of French experts here. I think I haven't really improved too much from the beginning of the season. Just more confident. One thing I will mention about Route 22 that really grabbed me, that really struck me, is um, you have to use waterfall to crawl up one of the the many waterfalls in this area. Uh, And at the top, there's a woman called Ace Trainer Hilda, and she has Tanner's sweetie. Oh, Tanny's sweetie. And it's Sharpedo who looks so good with the 3D sprite. Oh, cool. I mean, Sharpedo already looked good. Yeah, I thought Sharpedo is already a hit. But Sharpedo looks great with the 3D sprite. What a good sprite this one has. What do we think about Mega Sharpedo? Interesting. I've never seen it in game, but the illustration is fun. It's kind of cool. It feels like one of those ones where they just sort of made the base illustration more like Garchomp and Lucario. Yeah. They put a bunch of it's like, can Sharpedo have all these tribal uh tattoos? Is that fine? <laughs> Do you remember when Corn Nuts decided that it was an extreme snack? Yeah, hell yeah. It still oh, is. Oh, they're like logo redesigned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like Corn Nuts with like the least amount of salt and like the least amount of like flavor. And it was like, this is gonna fucking kick you in the fucking nuts. Like, no, like that that's literally a lot of these mega Pokemon. It's just like an exclamation mark for it. Yeah. If you eat this in class, people will notice and they'll be like, what smells like corn? <laughs> yeah. You're gonna let your whole class know that you didn't get a proper breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> One time I was in France, actually, and I was eating an egg salad sandwich because it's the only thing I knew how to order. Oh, my God. And I was in an, an, an office space, and my and all my coworkers came back from their lunch, and they all immediately walked through the door and started going, oof, oof. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, that's my oof that you're smelling. I had lots of oof. Literally, my biggest fear, because it happened to me once, is of being the one to stink up an office with... with- <laughs> It happened to me almost every day it, of my life. That is a terrifying prospect. Um, I've avoided it. Chamber of Emptiness is here. The, oh, the 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 the, cha- the chamber of undesigned emptiness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's also another puzzle here. They like there's just like there's like rock puzzles in these two routes. If you want to go hunting for um, 
for some TMs because there's some some useful TMs out here. Yeah. And then there's a few like Pokemon you can catch, but they're all terrible. This is like one of the worst routes. It's like all Bunnelbees and Dunsparces and Bidoofs. So they're like, you're surely done catching Pokemon by now, right? You're headed to the Elite Four. Yeah, like you're not going to switch it up now, are you? We just have to fill this with trash. Well, but, but I just want to say before we get to Victory Road, I, I do just want to say in, in the other route, in Route 21, is uh, one of Tony's top tutorinos. Oh, okay. Is this a new segment? Do we need new mu- music? Tony's what? Tony's top tutorino. It's a segment that has always existed, but that I've never done on this podcast. Oh, okay. Hidden segment. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a sort of a, a sort of an Easter egg that subscribers to uh, Tony's uh, Twitter um, know all about. I'm more familiar with the Tony Teeny. If you search the phrase Tony's top tutorino on my Twitter and you don't find anything, um, are you spelling it right? Um, yeah, did I, I already know how to spell it. Them because I knew that you would like you know top tutor but Scyther 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 yes and there's a super Scyther right or a mega Scyther right is there a mega Scyther oh no there's a mega Pinsir how come Pinsir got one but not Scyther that's stupid because Pinsir needed something man I mean I'm gonna defend that choice Pinsir's got nothing to live for Scyther also has Sizor. Yeah, I mean, you you can't improve on perfection with that line. That's true. Also, like in the in the Pokemon anime, where like in the video games, it's like red version got Scyther, blue version got Pinsir. In the anime, it's Scyther versus Electabuzz. So Pinsir's not even in that standoff at all. Yeah. Pinsir, complete <laughs> bullshit Pokemon. But like, glad he has a mega this time around. Yeah, I think he deserves it to be honest. Um, and then we're on our way to to Victory Road. Oh boy, Josh, what? was your approach to victory road because there's a few different ways in what was my way in um did you come in from the south from the north or did you come in after this break (laughs) that was that was well done Classic victory road. We make our way up the um, the sort of long entryway, fighting a couple trainers along the way. It's not like victory roads of yore, where you're stopped at checkpoints along the way to make sure you have all the badges. Someone just at the front's like, "Yeah, you can come in. You have all eight badges." It does have a nice reveal though when you Mm -hmm. walk down the hall, and then it's got like lit up different colored badges on the walls. Oh yeah, that is nice. They're kind of like obelisks. It was good. Yeah, there's sort of this big, beautiful entry building, and then you're you're thrown into like the cave proper that separates the the wheat from the chaff. And there's a lot of cave to go around. There's like, what is it? Was it Gen three where we get a taste of this of like going in and out of the mountain? Yeah. And now it's just like different tile sets, mountains, like caves, groves. How many HMs do you need? Do you think without looking? Three. I mean, it's at least surf waterfall strength and rock smash. If rock you need smash, it, if you want, which is not really an HM, but may as well be. Was cut. I feel like there was weirdly a couple of cut yeah, situations out too. here, which is like bonus items. It's like cut. Cut should be retired by now. Yeah, yeah. It's barely iconic. It's like it. They really want cut to be something, and it just is not. It's just not going to. I take. just think they should abolish the HM moves entirely. Like, there's got to be a better storytelling way to do that. We're close. You know? Close to it. We got to be getting pretty close to that That breakthrough. Yeah. This Victory Road is a lot like the Victory Roads of 
previous generations, there's no real boulder, no strength puzzles in this one. Uh, and you don't have to block any caves. But you do. You can kind of push boulders around to create shortcuts for yourself to get in and out for when you want to run back and heal because it's pretty tough. Yeah, and there's only one trainer that heals you. And the only way to make it easy to access that trainer, access that trainer is that you have to push boulders around and to get all the items. Yep. So I did do it. Yeah, of course I did it. But you don't have to. There's also a few more Pokemon you can catch in here, a few dragons. Maybe that that elusive licky tongue you've been looking for the entire game. Here's where you get it. You found it. It's in Victory Road. What, who's been looking for that? I don't know, bug catchers. Someone, presumably. Okay. Some big, huge licky tongue fan. Or maybe licky licky fan. Oh. People love licky tongue. Sickos. <laughs> and there's some good stuff in here. Some good... um gear you can get some good tms like psy shock mm-hmm. you can get some good held items like the dragon fang but you know it's mostly just a victory road i liked the feel of it nothing now that i'm like looking back on it i'm like i don't have a lot of specific comments but like it felt good it was like the right amount of robust the trainers are pretty varied yeah like i love it when they do not just make it like rock types and fucking like golbats or whatever there's a lot of different mon to fight both in and outside of the caves and from the trainers. They went back to their roots a little bit. I think the two like supervillain bases in this game and and this Victory Road felt very classic Pokemon to me in a, in a very nice way. I liked it. Yeah, it was efficient. It was like so many Victory Roads feel like weirdly expansive and like convoluted. And I feel like it dilutes like the joy of like how simple the puzzles are and also the fact that like this is supposed to be this like fun thing you do before the elite four and like not this total chore standing between you and like a really really fun gauntlet of trainer fights this was on the fun side i like that you got to see more veterans i like that you were sort of left wondering like when was this war like what's (laughs) what yeah are we on okay yeah no just am am i on are we the baddies but like (laughs) no no complaints about this victory road it was nice to see a skarmory speaking of sides thing i like wrote this down because i was so upset with like callum and uh what's the other one serena serena that you have you have to fight your rival one more time here yeah it made me glad that they gave us those boulder shortcuts because i had to run back to the poke center in uh snowbell village and Oh, get cleaned up before the battle. Yeah. Oh no, you had to go get your your. No, you're right. I had to get cleaned up. Pan, I had to pan t- monkeys. Take the trash off my team and <laughs> put my little pan boys on. What there. level are they now? Um, up there, up there. I've sort of lost track, but I brought them out for this battle with Serena, and they made pretty quick work of her. Yeah, I mean, it's not even worth recounting, especially when before the battle, Calum reflects on Lysander and. Team Flair's mission and tries to, I guess, reconcile his role in taking them down. Yep. He goes into some both sides bullshit. He's like, if both sides have something valid to say, it's best to meet halfway. And like, something to say? Enlightened centrist. I can't believe after all this time, you haven't learned a damn thing, man. This kind of idiot centrist who wishes he tried to negotiate with insurrectionists and strike a deal with Team Flair. Like, oh, you want to kill 99% of people in Pokemon? Well, how about just 75%? <laughs> Team Flare's gone. We already annihilated them. Yeah, I guess he feels guilty or some crap, even though the other side's quote-unquote valid thing to say was to kill it's him. It's not even a concern anymore. Like, come on, man. They're destroyed. I just crushed him and then tossed him down one of those open pits and pushed the boulder down on him. Wow, Jesus. It's the only way to deal with a centrist. <laughs> 
didn't even give me that option. Yeah, you make your way up Victory Road, and then you're at uh, Pokemon League. We've made it. We made it. Beautiful castle. Old castle. The top of the hill. One of the nicer looking Pokemon leagues. I also really like the setup inside. It's it's sort of set up like a like a great hall. Yeah. In fact, it's called the Great Hall. Oh, it is the Great Hall. Yeah. It's a little like black and white where you sort of you can do it in whatever order you want because you go into this great hall and there's four doors off five doors off of it. And you can go take them on in, in whatever order you want. But the actual rooms themselves, the chambers are pretty fun, although they're they're mostly just like big square boxes. They're like rooms. light or like fire shows yeah. or like water, you know, whatever. Can I just say that a cathedral with like fire inside of it hits real different in a post Notre Dame world? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Malva was. Malva? I started with Dolores. With Malva. Me too. What? Yeah, Malva. It's just a Seinfeld joke. <laughs> When he can't remember that girl's name and she says it, well, it rhymes with a female body part. <laughs> Mulva. And he's like, Mulva? <laughs> Mulva's in this game from Seinfeld. Um, and she's yeah, got the worst little sunglasses on. She's like um, Will Smith in Wild Wild West. She's a hack. I was not impressed with her. She looks like the first sim comes over when you throw a party. Like, it's... Yeah! Really- <laughs> oh my god it's really bad design that terrible like wannabe hipster sim yeah she's in the blazing chamber she's the fire type elite four member uh she's got some pretty poor talent she's got a torkel a chandelure a talent flame and joshy sweetie Ooh, Ooh. who's that pyroar female The, like, lioness, where she's got a long, flowing, like, sassy uh, mane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a little ponytail. I know Pyroar, probably kind of a basic sweetie choice, but... I think it's also the second time this season you've made Pyroar your sweetie. <laughs> no, I, I held back from making Lit Leo one and male Pyroar. I danced around it. Yeah. But it, it's time, you know? Yeah, yeah. At this point, I was I was enticed by the female one. Looks good. Absolutely no issues with Malva. No. Except her talent flame is pretty quick. And someone knew, who knew Stone Edge? Someone knew Stone Edge, which is always a pain in the ass. Oh, Torkoal. Torkoal. Yeah, Torkoal was the hardest one in that group, I thought. Yeah, for sure. Best coverage. I mean, in general, this Elite Four was a, a bit of a cakewalk, but none easier than Miss Malva to best. Yeah. Let's get what I assume is everyone's second least favorite out of the way which is Seabold in the Flood Chamber, the water-type Elite Four member. Yeah. Yes, definitely to second least favorite, but all I could think was hearing Seabold talk was like, man, they ran out of French people by the Elite Four. <laughs> and so they like, had to... You get the Palace of Versailles so early, and then at the end of this game, you're like, what are some other French things <laughs> that we could just put in? Oh, uh, like the, the chef from Emily in Paris, of course. Like, let's, let's put him in this game, too. And very Impressive. Yeah. Yeah, and just slap a suit on this guy. I don't know. his chamber is not very he's in the flood chamber there are several times where they make you like wade through like waste do they make your character like wade through waist deep water like as you're walking into the the great hall there's just like a wading pool out front and the only way to get in is to walk through 
water. And that's the case in this flooded <sighs> chamber, too. They're all going to get trench foot. Yeah, I know, right? Another classically French thing. Seabold has a clotzer, which looks incredible. I love the clotzer. And Ooh. if I could have gotten it, I would have run one of those. And he's got a Gyarados, and he's got a Starmie, and he's got Tanner's You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. Barbarical. <laughs> yeah, there's just no way around it. Barbarical. Barbarical. God, what a bad name, too. Barbarical. Binacle was already a You Make Me Barf, and I guess like maybe a lot of you would have just assumed that Barbarical was sort of lumped in with that, but I really wanted to set it aside and draw some attention to it because it's just terrible. Looking. I don't think we could let them get away with this. It's two rocks with worms in it, and the worms <laughs> have claws, and some of the claws have phases. But but it's also a guy. It and is it's also, also a guy. A guy. He's, a, he's a man. He's standing. He's both humanoid and two worms. It's a nightmare. He's considered body type eleven. It's more like a zero to me he's lying i'm considered body type 11 like that is not body <laughs> type 11 when they evolve two binacle multiply into seven Ugh. so it fights with the power of seven binacle that's just seven times worse yeah that stinks honestly i don't know how you could live with yourself if you run one of these it's got a hand for a head it's got a hand for a head does that bother anyone? And apparently its legs and hands have minds of their own. No. They can move independently and they, quote, usually follow the head's orders. So it's got fucking hands and legs that are just like. Doing their own thing. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? Doing whatever. Have you seen the movie Idle Hands? Yeah. Love that movie. Uh, that one I also have not seen still. Oh, beautiful film. Check it out. Beautiful film. You should watch it with tissues because you will cry. It's a story of a man whose hand becomes possessed by the devil and he needs to, he's like a college student and he needs to like figure out how to like continue to be a college student while his hand is being evil. Wow. Pretty fun. It's really good horror comedy. Let's kick it over to our guest, Tony. Who is your, your next destination? Vikstrom oh. in the Ironworks chamber or Drasna in the Dragonmark chamber? It was Miss Vikstrom herself. <laughs> um, she appears to be a soldier from what can only be described as the Jirachi War. Um, <laughs> so, is, yeah, this is like <laughs> when they've run out of the French stereotypes again and they're like, yeah, some knight, just put a suit of armor in this fucking guy, slap it on. Um, what if Sailor Moon were a Nazi? Like, it's it's very, <laughs> like, it's both fascist and extremely gay. But you know what? Not the, not the wildest combination these days. <laughs> the little illustration of Hickstrom looks exactly like the sort of, like, latently or implied to be gay, like, court minister in um, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Oh, yeah. This same haughty... Yeah. Look, like this is a face in need of a punch. Vikstrom has a Klefki level 63, Probo Pass level 63, yuck. Oh. Sizor level 63, and Slash 65. So it could be a lot worse. I'd boot a quarter of this team. Who? Who's, oh yeah, Probo Pass. Probo Pass, obviously. <laughs> of course. Probo Pass has no business on this team. Rock Steel just can't, I don't think, really compare to any of these other three. They're all harder to kill. Well, Sizor's got the quad weakness to fire, yeah. but uh, Aegis Slash was the only one that got a one-hit KO off of me. Oh wow! Because I was with what I was with just what move? with what move. I was running. Um, tell me what move. <laughs> I was running 
Delphox across this whole team. And then Aegis Slash, I used Fire Flamethrower on it. And then it goes down to one hit point, and then it does the thing where it like does blade form or whatever. Oh yeah. When it goes into attack mode. Yep. It's like when the X Wings wings go out, you know? <laughs> you know he's down for business. Yeah. So it survived and then and then it just lashed out. What I guess is it King Shield? King Shield is not an offensive move. King Shield just prevents all damage to your team for a round. What did it do? Was it Shadow Claw? Because Shadow Claw has uh is super effective. Yeah, it. oh it must yeah, it must have been Shadow Claw. Because then its attack was raised and it's using a super effective move. So I was shook. Which leaves leaves us with Drozna, my favorite of the Elite Four in the dragon mark chamber. The chamber looks awesome. A big dragon head opens up and then like incense burns kind of quietly around you. Uh, and she's got these, I don't know if they're earrings or like a like a little scarf made out of bones. Yeah. <laughs> but she's like got tusks. like tusks. Yeah. Yeah. The dragon one always is cool. She looks cool and she's got some pretty fun Pokemon too. She's got Dragalge. Yeah. Dredagon, Altaria. And then Noivern, <sighs> who I hate to say it, for a bat Pokemon, but looks pretty great. I love the Noivern design. <laughs> looks pretty cool. What's it come from? Noibat? Yeah. Oh, it's just a single evolution. I, it's only flying dragon, and like I think you get Noibats in the uh, caves on Victory Road, and I was like, if I really had the ambition, I would raise one of these. Yeah, pretty fun. This is a great, great design. I might disagree a little bit with how I, I, I love Neuburn or, or Noivern or whatever it's called. But like the I see you, you get to Drazza and she's like, I'm the, like, she's the dragon type. And you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be so cool. It's a dragon type elite for we haven't got one of those in a while. And what comes out first? But this like ghost of a greyhound, pathetic dragon, Dragal. I don't think that that's oh. a cool Pokemon. I think it's really <laughs> nasty. I think like yeah. you expect this giant roaring dragon you haven't seen yet, and instead you get something that you like aren't, you think it's like best racing days are behind it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah Dragalge sucks. We've sort I of talked like about it. that a little bit because Josh has one. Yeah, he's I'm been running, running it, and he's in love with it. I'm still sticking with it. Really? I mean, it's I don't. It's there's no way it's like a top tier mon. I just I think that the in defense of its design, it's that the Skrelp live out their lives like hoping that one day they get enough experience. They live in the in the like kelp underwater, you know, whatever. And so it adapts when it finally evolves that it just looks even more like its environment, and then they just live there, and then they strike their prey and i just think it for what it that's why is, you're the lore master this season man i think yeah you're completely enchanted by the how it interacts with its environment makes it cool i don't love the design i just think it's kind of like a cool concept it's a, it's a cool concept but but again we'll say imagine it's like i'm the dragon lady and here comes this nasty thing and it uses sludge bomb and that's how she starts things off oh it's a nasty little bait and switch i agree it's bad branding three of its dragon pokemon aren't even dragons one's yeah. a seahorse one's a bird and one's a bat she should open with dredigan or noivern like she should open it up with like something very Dragon. Dragony. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Maybe she's 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 senile in her old age. He's literally <laughs> just this like old woman that's like happy that you came to visit. 
She has tusks. She's tough. After you beat her, she's like, oh, okay, bye, love you. She looks like, like something from Monster Hunter. Good job. With the Elite Four behind us, we have the champion, who honestly, at this point of the game, I had even forgotten who it was. I was like, I'm going to be awfully surprised when I go in there and see who the champion was. And I was. It was Diantha. Well, we had never heard of this woman before, have we? We bumped into her once. Or we bumped into her a couple times. Well, she didn't make an impression. She was like buds with Lysander and Sycamore. She was like hanging out at, do you remember she was hanging out at Lysander Cafe and he was like trying to convince her to like join Team Flair? Give him the five mil. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But she doesn't, she goes back to the um, Victory Road or the um, the Grand Hall, the Great Hall and posts up in there as the the champion and she's got Kind of a cool team. It's and a honestly, cool team. It's not too far from Josh's team. There's a Halucha bringing things up in the front. Yeah. There's a Tyrantrum, Aurorus, Gorgeist, Gudra, which Josh loves to <laughs> Isn't that gross? And Gardevoir. Gudra's cool. It's covered in goo, Tony. Yeah, but so, so it's are, dripping so goo. Of, so are lots of nice things. <laughs> I got to put up a poll about whether the bug catchers think Gudra is sweetie or barf. Editor's note, again, here from Future Josh. I ran the poll, and it turns out that 77%, an overwhelming majority of bug catchers, join me in also just thinking that Gudra is a big old slimy sweetie, and we love it. Oh, total sweetie. Yes, it's a sweetie. Look at the official art. Tony, look at the art. It's dripping mucus. From its entire body. But it's like a cuddly dragon. Yeah, she's this beautiful, like, just she like, she showed up and she's like, I'm here, I'm confident, I'm really, this is going to be my year, but something's clearly wrong and it endears her to us. Definitely. She's covered in goo, she's not supposed to be. I don't like the she gooey She doesn't Pokemon. know. I don't like the gooey ones. All right. So sue me. Yeah, that's true. You're consistent, at least, you know? But here, here's the thing. She's right in the middle of the spectrum between, like, really, really sweetie and, like, complete goo. Like, we haven't had something that's just a little bit goo before. Yeah, just a little goo. Uh, yeah, we have. It's called Gloom. Also has the the word goo in its but name. But that's, like, slobbery. And yeah, like... but it's, it's, it's drool. It's so different. I mean... Ugh. And it stinks for miles. The theme of Diantha's team is like Brontosaurus or lesbian, and Gudra's both. <laughs> like, this seems like such an oversight. How does she not have Diancy? They must have programmed it already because it was an event Pokemon. Her name's Diantha. She's in the Radiant Chamber. Yeah. Everything is glowing. There's gems and shit. Give her Diancy, the like carbing princess. Why does she have Halucha? She should have a. Diancy instead of a Halucha. Princess Diancy. Yeah, Princess Diancy. Her top Pokemon is 68 Gardevoir. So once again, she was pretty easy for us to get yeah, through. I think I was at like 76 or something by now. Yeah, yeah, me too. And then you uh, you head into the Hall of Fame and your Pokemon are seared. Oh, whoa, whoa, the... whoa. Wait a second. Tony. Now we do have a. Uh, Big battle left in the game, and then we have our own big battles to settle. But now that we're at Diantha, Tony, tell us how Airbnb Victim addressed her grievances to Diantha in Level Check. Level Check. 
so you could kick us off. These will be our teams that presumably were who we brought into the Elite Four. Yep. But then also who we'll battle with later. Well, up to you guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> is this your way of is this your way of not having to choose? No, I just I um I had a lot of good Pokemon, you know, and I built two teams and I thought I'd I'd go into the Elite Four with one official team and then I built a second team that I thought We'll just see if these two want to fuck around with this it's one. It's got a couple of teams laying around. I kind of really want to fuck around with it, but that's on Josh to decide. Do I take the risk of not knowing what it is, or do I take what I know and make sure that I crush you? I don't think you can. But then we might not never know what that team is. Yeah, we'll see. So We'll see. All right, Tony, who's on? Or, uh, sorry, what are your grievances? Yeah. Thank you. So my grievances are as follows. Um, slow Wi-Fi. That's a level 76 Delphox. That's a classic one, yeah. Yeah, classic one. Weird smell. That's a level <laughs> seventy-three Blastoise. We've got saw a bug. That's level seventy Butterfree. Oh yeah, my other really bad one was a big bug experience. Seeing a bug on vacation, there's nothing worse. So many. I've got Dusty. That's a level seventy-five Tyrantrum. Um, <laughs> gay area. That's a level seventy-three Snorlax. She's a homophobe Airbnb victim. Oh, it was the area she was staying in was too gay. Yeah, too gay. And the Airbnb didn't say it. It it said close to all the museums, and she was supposed to figure it out from that. Yeah. <laughs> and this one is probably the biggest one for her, considering her life. We've got no corkscrew, and that's a level seventy-five go go. Go go to hell yeah! What a beaut! Oh wow. That was one of the other things that that Airbnb host in LA and I got in a fight about is I asked her where the if she had a bottle opener and she said no and also asked that I not throw out any bottles in her recycling any beer bottles in her recycling. What? That, how do you and That's why she doesn't keep it around. Well, she said she doesn't like the smell of the beer in the garbage can and she asked me not to throw any beer bottles. She was like just take them down to the like public trash can at the end of the road. This is something that should be vetted out by Airbnb is like this woman just should not have a fucking Airbnb. And then she got mad at me for giving her a 4-star review. Yeah, that sounds like a 4-star experience. Giving her a 1. I know. I know. What a team Tony. We'll uh have to raise up your levels a little bit to catch up to Josh and I. And you, you crushed Diantha, so the grievances were addressed successfully, it appears. Thank you. Well, and we should say quickly, too, that there is one last little set piece um, and one last little battle, which is yep. over the credits, you have to fight AZ. Yeah, you can't just zone out yep. like usual. He's only got three Pokemon. He's got uh, Torkoal, Golurk, and Sigilyph, who are all level 60 yeah and he's not even on the same level as diantha yeah i mean that's what's so outrageous is like it just seems like an obvious oversight to like not give him more levels where it's like you can expect that we gained levels in the battle with the champion and he only has three pokemon so like just make him 70 just make him 70 that's all i ask or make them so much more pathetic like make them like really 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 low levels and this is like the last you feel bad that would be yeah clever as well yeah i think that's the move because like just him coming out and be like now let's fight made me realize how little i understand about what team flair was up to right <laughs> i do like that the Pokemon are at least like kind of vaguely ancient themed, like Sigilyph, like our guardians of ancient cities. And then as we've talked about, Golurks uh, are like created thousands of years ago and they're like made by people. 
And then Torkoal, I don't know, just looks old. I don't think that there's anything to that. I just looked up their um, Pokedex entries. I guess they like dig through tunnels and live in, I don't know. I get they're old. They live inside mountains. Yeah, that's clever at least. But then we you crush him and then that somehow is what he needed to be free from sorrow. And his girlfriend descends from heaven. Yeah, you watch a wild cutscene of Floette ascending yeah. from the heavens, also an immortal Floette, yeah. apparently. So they're they're reconnected. Uh, a tear falls from his eyes and then credits roll for real this time. And they do whatever they have to do. Yeah, the premise of this game is kind of like you can choose the complete wrong answer with the trolley problem, but as long as you learn your lesson in the end, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, you want to go next or do you want me to? Oh, I'll go. Okay. Joan of Arceus, who has her final band of Marymon. You've been very consistent this season. You've had a lot of these guys since the since the very beginning. She's a loyal commander. I'm not going to just cast aside any given Pokemon, but maybe one this week. Neither would Lovemaker69. That's why he built two whole teams. He's very open-minded in the bedroom. and It's, got, it's a California king in there, if not a couple, apparently. Oh, Big Sur king. <laughs> Even bigger. Ooh. So. Yeah. Is he single? Um, he's sort of married to the, the lifestyle, you know? Aww. The pickup artist lifestyle. So Joan of Arceus is running around with John II, of course, Del Fox, level 81. Mm -hmm. Renault, Venusaur, level 80. Saint Michael, Dragalge, level 81. Lahir, Heliolisk, level 80. The Bishop, of course, Halucha, level 81. And then Aurorus, Saint Catherine, finally had to ascend and be replaced. Oh, no. Didn't make it on the battlefield. Oh, no. Okay. So you had to train up a whole new Mon. I trained a new Mon, a little Mon, Jean de Alun, Togekiss, level 80. Mm, Tony Kiss. Tony Kiss. Aww, I love Togekiss. Thought it would be a fun reveal for the Tony Kiss episode. And you finally got your little fairy Pokemon. I got a fairy type, and I had to import it from my uh, Omega Ruby, my old file from 2015. <laughs> oh, are there no um no uh togepies in this? No. Wow. So I had to like hatch an egg over there and then trade it. Fun. That's a fun thing to do. Raised it from level one. Up to eighty. Not too bad. Yeah. I'm guessing uh Cafe La Yeah got a lot of your Oh I I guess they gave you a lot of money this week. I'm majority owner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to just buy my way in. Lovemaker69 loves making love, and he liked to do it with the Elite Four this week. It was like eyes wide shut in that whole place. Oh, yeah. His team is Casey Malamar, level 83. Still so much fun. What a fun little Pokemon. You know what I realized this week about Malamar? I'm glad Malamar made it. Malamar's ability is this thing called um, Contrary. If this Pokemon has a stat change that raises or lowers its level, it will... Um, do the opposite so he's got this move called superpower and when you use superpower it lowers your attack and defense by one but for malamar it raises its attack and defense by one. Oh, so, sick scary not too bad fun little pokemon kick jarred lucario level 82 has literally been on my team since like route three yeah you won't kick a kick chard out of bed you won't no, they tried to make me, and I kicked that other kick chart out of bed. 
Yeah. Makeout Champ, Go Goat, level 81. Nicholas Dunn, Gengar, level 82. Alexa Carroll, Ampharos, level 81. And Uncle Duck, the second, Sylveon, level 83. And do you have all of the corresponding ites, the mega stones? for all of these, like Ampharosite, because I have that one. I do for the three that are on my team here, yeah. All right. But in my experience, you can only um, activate one of them. Even on Pokemon Showdown? Oh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm pretty sure you only activate one. I think it will probably still do that, but... I'm going to have to make some pretty big decisions then. Scream, Mayor Cheat, obviously, All right. if you get to use it multiple times. Should we head over to Pokemon Battle and, and do some battling? I think it's a good idea. All right. As always, Josh and I will, will battle first. I'm giving I I um bug catchers as I've been hinting to the whole time. Very subtly. I do have another whole team that is all also in their lower eighties. So if you guys want to take on the Lovemaker sixty nine Secret Society, you can. Or if you can just take on their, you know, his full elite squad. It's really up to you. Whatever, whatever you want. You're saying the Secret Society, the Eyes Wide Shut crew. Yeah. Are you saying they're more elite than the elite squad, or is that it's like a wild card? Apples and oranges, you know? Yeah. And they're no higher than 83? Like, it's not like suddenly there's a level 89 no. or some shit? They're no higher than, I think, 81. Okay. Okay. Let's head over, Josh. We'll reveal who Josh decided to battle when we finish, and we'll also reveal who the winner of the battle is that's going to take on Tony. So we will see you in just a moment, bug catchers. After round one, fight. Joan lives to see another day. You um, you took on the secret society. I did. and I couldn't resist. They peeled off quite a few of your Pokemon, honestly. You only have two Pokemon left, and your Delphox is in pretty bad shape. Yeah, 23% health left, and then Heliolisk did not enter the battle. Shall I reveal now who you took on to the bug catchers? Tell them. Frogger, Greninja, level 81. Dylan, Garchomp, level 80, who has the Garchompite. We saw a um, battle of titans between Mega Evolved Venusaur and Mega Evolved Garchomp during our fight. Big boy fight. Also, Mega Garchomp looked pretty good, actually, yeah. in yeah. in yeah. Saitu. Looks good. Even though it is just Garchomp with more claws and teeth and shit. Dr. Rachel, Aegislash, who I've been kind of quietly leveling in the background so that you wouldn't know that I had a Steel Ghost, but it didn't matter because you beat me anyway. It put up a good fight, though. Yeah. Tough little mom. It's still hard to, because uh, this is the first time I've encountered it in these games, um, figuring out the blade form and what's going to actually work. And I was very worried for a second that it, it would have levitate when I was trying to drop a earthquake on it. No, it's got stance. That stance change is its ability. Yeah, that's what I was betting was the case. It didn't get a chance to use it against you, and I didn't expect it to get a chance to use it against you, but its moveset is it has a thing called Iron Defense, which raises its defense rating by two by two levels, which is pretty good. It's like the equivalent of Sword Stance, but on the defense side. Yeah, hell yeah. And then he's got a move called power trick where it switches his buffs to his defense and his offense so he sits and builds up a nice little cushion of defense for a, a couple turns and then power switches and has like a super overpowered attack stat which then i just use iron head or sacred sword to knock out most things in one hit got some tricky mon this time around yeah man i'm a pokemon expert now i'm a right. i'm like a yeah that's pro pokemon now. player now and you're the lore master now so um, and then the final three Pokemon on on Lovemaker's 
69, Secret Society, Josh. Jungle Josh, Simi Sage, 81. <laughs> Drippy Josh, Simi Poor, level 80. Hot Josh, Simi Seer, level 81. The icons. The Simi monkeys. They finally got their moment in the spotlight. Yeah, they look terrible. They really do. The Simi monkeys, you did not have as much trouble with mm, compared no. to the other three. <laughs> I mean, it was also like the last two Mon were... The Simi Poor and the Simi Sage, both of which, yeah, on my team, I still had Delphox and Heliolisk, so I had the direct counters just sitting around. Yeah, but it was Dragalge that took out Simi Poor, I think. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was a slugfest of like Sludge Bomb versus. What were you doing? It was um because you burned me. Oh, scald! I I, I burned you with scald, scald and right. then I was trying to brine you, which does double damage if you're under. 50% health. Yeah. So 130, but that was just, it wasn't working very that well. That was fun. We had the um the Draco meteor exchange between Garchomp and uh Dragalge as well. Yeah, that was fun. Tony, any thoughts? I loved watching it. I was attracted to the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know all of our tricks. I'm glad I got to trot him out. I'm thank you Joshua for indulging me. Even though I lost. I couldn't resist. Yeah. Couldn't resist. All right, we will kick it over to Tony versus Joshua now. We and now Tony knows all of Josh's nasty little tricks, except his Helioisk. And I will say that Heliolisk has a new moveset. Ooh. That was why I didn't want to bring it out. Well, I'm very excited for this one. Joshua, challenge me. All right, round two. Fight. That was a really fun match. We lost the IP again. Josh got lost in a gay neighborhood, <laughs> gay area for a while. Got sidetracked. Yeah. That Snorlax really held you up. Yeah. Uh, and I made a pretty stupid move of putting my Dragalge out against your Delphox that I don't really, I don't really, I have no comment on why I thought that was a good idea. Yeah, it was a bad idea. Well, it was paralyzed and I thought I would be able to use Surf. Uh, to kill you and it just didn't do enough damage and then I just brought out Heliolisk and did the move I should have done which was rain dance and then yeah surf but it was too little too late Joshua Tony beat you with two mon left on the team I got a lot of value out of the butterfree and I was really happy with that yeah butterfree killed off halucha so we lost the show yeah uh, it was a really good match I'm in love with Tony's snorlax uh had all the right moves yeah good ability with immunity and rest plus sleep talk it's really the one thing and i i, I didn't know that you were going to run that togekiss josh but it's like it's the one thing that that would be my ringer struggles with is um something that can like rest and sleep talk because it just gets to say like no to the paralysis right wow well you know at this point honestly i'm pretty used to not having the ip <laughs> yeah <laughs> I feel a little bit better without it. I don't think I'm responsible enough to really manage it. So enjoy, Tony. Just treat it right. You know, give it the time and attention it deserves. Thank you. It's just going to be the uh, the the pervy deviant dart of the Pokemon now. Um, I mean, it's already mostly that. Pretty sure that's what Alex Bug wanted to do with it too. So that's fine. Why? Why gay, gay people just want to fuck the Pokemon? What's with us, Tony? Everyone wants to fuck the Pokemon. That's that's the, the whole, whole point of the show. Thing. We had breakfast in London, first of all, like friends because of your podcast, but like we, we had breakfast so in London and all we could talk about just salivating like cartoon wolves was how hot the Pokemon are. <laughs> Awooga. Yeah, you and Alex Bug met up, uh, which I uh, to be a fly on that wall, huh? Oh, uh, it was, I mean, 
Yeah, the- I guess I'm friends with both of you. I could have just I could just invite myself to a drink with you guys sometime if we ever happen to find ourselves in London. I don't have to be a fly on the wall. I think the four of us doing drinks would be like a really beautiful thing that would happen. And you know, maybe there's microphones out. Maybe I'm just surreptitiously recording it for my own secret <laughs> podcast. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Smith, where can people find you on the internet? Do you have any new projects? What's going on with you? Yeah, what are you working on? I've been so busy with work that I actually don't really have any new projects, but there's some fun stuff coming that will be announced on any of the places that you can find me. And those are uh, my Twitter at Anthony B L Smith. That's B as in boy, L as in L boy. And uh, my Bud Light. Bud Light. Oh yeah, no, Anthony Bud Light Smith, named after the uh, one of the many beers that's a little bit too strong for me. And um, my other account is on Instagram at Anthony Brian Smith. That's Brian with an I, uh, because there are people that spell Brian with a Y to cheat at Scrabble. Freaks. Um, yeah. Yuck. Uh, Josh, thank you for joining me. Bug catchers, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for joining me, and thank you for joining us, Tony. Oh, this has been Experience Share. It's Pokemon Podcast. My name has been Tyranitrum, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host uh, Asia Slosh. And we are very happy to have Tony back. One, uh, sorry, we were we were very happy to have Tony Flame back once again. <laughs> well, I'm depressed. And we're looking now. forward to <laughs> seeing you in the Elite Four and uh, back. What was the name of the region in Ruby Sapphire? Hoenn. The Hoenn region. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a you're a Hoenn ho, right? Or is that what they're called? I like Hoenn. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hoenn around. Yeah. But until then, please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, and do follow the show everywhere that you follow podcasts, and do follow us at EXB Share Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and check out our subreddit reddit.com/r/bugcatchers, which is where we will soon know who the trainer of the season is who can come on and beat us yeah uh one more episode where we're going to be chasing waterfalls next week so one more week to kind of hone in on that i guess if you wanted to join the community this late in the season and try to get trainer i don't even think that's possible 12 times in a row there's a leaderboard you can go and scout it out (laughs) but you should join either way there's a lot of fun to be had in there and you can also go to expsharemerch.com to pick up some sweet duds can I just say, if you are sort of late to the season, you're not on the leaderboard yet, like, let me know and I will lobby for you. Because while I am quite busy these days, I love, there's always time to interfere with an election. And like, I would love to be a part of that. Yeah, it's the, you know. Mayor cheat. It's the liberal way. It's what we do. We interfere with elections. Uh, next week, we are chasing waterfalls and we will have our iconic chasing waterfalls guests <laughs> back, of course as well david sims uh david sims will be joining us so look forward to that bug catchers tony josh goodbye tony flame off <laughs>